0: All right, let's uh, go to God in prayer, and then uh, we'll look at our passage for today. Uh, Father, it is so good uh, to be in your house. What a wonderful time of worship this morning. And, uh, Father, we continue our worship now by looking into your word. And, uh, Father, I I pray today that uh, you would just speak to us through your word, that that you would just speak to us through uh, Gideon, the life of Gideon. In your son's name we pray. Amen. So uh, last Sunday, we finished up our summer sermon series on Psalm 23. And uh, we spent, I don't know, 12, 13 weeks looking at Psalm 23. Well, today we're beginning a new, much shorter sermon series. Uh, Over the next four Sundays, we're going to be looking uh, at the life of Gideon. All right? Now, Here's how I want you to think about Gideon, all right? In just a 2nd we we're going to put some images up on the wall of like uh, you know, famous uh, policemen from like television or movies, fighters, warriors, hero, heroes. And so if you know the person, just shout it out, all right? Don't be bashful, just shout it right out, all right? So let's look at the first one. Chuck Norris, all right. Does anybody remember that television show that he played in? Do you see the badge? All right, Walker, Texas Ranger, all right, all right. All right, let's look at the next one. All right, it's Keeper Sullivan. What's the character from the TV show? It's 24. Jack Bauer, all right. All right, let's look at the next one. We got. All right, we got Barney Fife. All right, everybody knows that one. All right, we got Barney Fife. All right, I think we have got another one. All right, John Wayne. A lot of you knew John Wayne, and then I think we got one more. No, two more. I heard it somewhere. Captain Marvel. All right, she's a, she's a new one. All right, if you're not familiar with her, she's been around. Well, she was famous in the comic books, but. They made a movie last year. So, all right, we got one more. All right, Batman. All right, so I want you to think about all the characters that we just flashed up on the wall. All right, all of them are bad to the bone, great fighters, great warriors, great heroes with the exception of Barney Fight. All right, all right. here's the deal about Gideon. Gideon is no Walker, Texas Ranger. He's no Jack Bauer. All right, Gideon is no John Wayne or Clint Eastwood. All right, Barney, uh, excuse me, Gideon is more like the guy up on the wall, Barney Fife. All right. And uh, if you remember from our revival with Brother Wesley Putnam, he compared Gideon to Barney Fife, all right? So, with that in mind, you know, Gideon as Barney Fife, let's let's look at our passage today. Let's stand for the reading of God's Word. We're going to look at uh, Judges chapter 6, beginning at verse number 1. All right. Look at this. Then the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. So the Lord delivered them into the hand of Midian for seven years. And the hand of Midian prevailed against Israel because, uh, because of the Midianites. The children of Israel made for themselves the dens, the caves, and the strongholds which are in the mountains. And so whenever... So it was, whenever Israel had sown, Midianites would come up, also Amalekites and the people of the east would come up against them, and they would encamp against them and destroy the produce of the earth as far as Gaza, and leave no substance, substance for Israel, neither sheep, nor ox, nor donkey, for they would come up with their livestock and in, in their tents coming as numerous as locusts, both they and their camels Uh, were without number, and they would enter the, the land to destroy it. So Israel was greatly impoverished because of the Midianites, and the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. And it came to pass, when the children of Israel cried out to the Lord because of the Midianites, that the Lord sent a prophet to the children of Israel who said to them, Thus says the Lord God of Israel." I brought you up from Egypt and brought you out of the house of bondage and I delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hand of all who oppressed you and drove them out before you and gave you their land. Also I said to you, I am the Lord your God. Do not fear the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell, but you have not obeyed my voice. Verse 11. Now, the angel of the Lord came and sat under the terabith tree, which was in Orpherah, which belonged to Joash, the Abazarite, while his son Gideon threshed wheat in the winepress in order to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. Gideon said to him, O my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? And where are all his miracles, which our fathers told us about, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. And then the Lord turned to him and said, Go in this might of yours, and you shall save Israel from the land of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? So he said to him, O my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. You may be seated. So, Gideon, he's no Walker, Texas Ranger, or Jack Bauer. He's no uh, John Wayne or Clint Eastwood. Uh, Gideon is the Barney Fife of Judges. And as we look at this passage today that we just read, there's three things that I want you to see. We've got some sermon notes in the worship folder that you can follow along with. Here's point number one. Trouble in Israel. All right, that's point number one, trouble in Israel. All right, so make sure you have that, trouble in Israel. All right, trouble in Israel. Speaking of trouble, uh, my Mississippi State Bulldogs, it looks that like they're in trouble this football season. Uh, we lost to Kansas State yesterday, and all week, Squirrel Thomas told me that we were playing a junior college team. All week, I heard that. Yesterday, when, when uh, he messaged me, he knew the score, and he said, y'all are getting beat by a junior college team. So, my Mississippi State Bulldogs... It looks like it's going to be a long season. They're in trouble. All right. Well, here's my point the people of Israel, all right, they are in trouble in Judges chapter 6. Uh, if you notice in, in verse number 1, look, look what it says. Then the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and so the Lord delivered them into the hand of Midian for seven years. All right. And so we see right off the bat. As Judges chapter 6 opens, that uh, the children of Israel, they're in trouble. All right? They have strayed from the Lord, and the Lord sent an enemy to defeat them, to oppress them. All right? And look, if you study the book of Judges, all right, that is the story of the book of Judges. Israel, the people of Israel, they would do good for a while. They would live for the Lord for a while. And then they would stray from God. And when they strayed, God sent an enemy to defeat them and oppress them. All right, And we see that cycle over and over and over again in the book of Judges. Israel would do good for a while. And then they would backslide. They would stray from God. And, uh, you know, if, if we're not careful, you know, that can be the story of our lives. If we're not careful, that can be the cycle in our lives. You know, we as Christians, we do good for a while, we live for the Lord for a while, and then we backslide, then we stray. Right? Again, if we're not careful, that cycle can repeat itself over and over and over again in our lives. We do good for a while, and then we backslide, then we stray. All right? That's what's going on with the people of Israel. All right? They have strayed from the Lord and as a result they were defeated and oppressed by Midian alright and um, you know the Midianites look they were they, they were cruel uh, they were vicious uh, if, you, if you noticed in, in the passage um, whenever it was harvest season the Midianites would come to Israel. And they wouldn't just, they didn't take the crops for themselves. What did they do? Every harvest, they would destroy the crops. And as a result, in, in verse number 6, we, we kind of see the end result, the trouble, the economic trouble that Israel's in. Look what it says. So Israel was greatly impoverished. You might want to circle that word or underline it in your Bibles. As a result of this oppression, as a result of the Midianites, the children of Israel were impoverished. They were dirt poor. So, Israel. They're in trouble. And So, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? Well, we see at the end of verse number 6, notice at the end of verse number 6, it says they cry out to God for help. And when they cried out to God for help, God does two things. First, he sends a prophet to confront them over their sins. And the second thing that God is going to do, he's going to raise up a deliverer. And in the book of Judges, these deliverers are called Judges. Alright? And the guy that's, that God's gonna raise up to be the deliverer is, is no other than Gideon. All right? The Barney Fife of judges. Alright? So that's point number one. Trouble in Israel. Look at point number two. All right. Look at point number two. The weakness of Gideon. All right, the weakness of Gideon. All right, make sure you have that. Point number two, the weakness of Gideon. I have like a youth volunteer for just a second. Anybody want to, I'm not going to make you do anything crazy. You know, I'm not gonna embarrass you or anything. Get a youth. Can I have a youth volunteer, real quick? Oh, boy. Like, oh, George. All right, good, good. All right, George. Good, good, good. Thank you, George, for volunteering. All right. I got got like a job for you to do. All right. Um, You see the organ over there? All right. I need you to move it like up here. Okay. All right. You want to give it a try? Can he break anything? (laughs) Okay. So, George, what's so... You know, I gave you a tap. Move the organ. What's the deal? Why, why can't you do it? It's about pounds. All right. It's about at least 800 pounds, and it's not going anywhere. It's, going anywhere. it's, stuck. it's stuck. And, I mean, would it be fair to say, can I, can I word it like this? Instead of calling you weak, all right? Can, can I word it, you're just... You're just not strong enough. Yes. OK. OK. And, and to be fair, none of us are strong enough to move that organ, right? So. Okay, you don't think so. All right. Thank you, George. Hey, see me after church. I'll give you a sonic gift card for, for helping out, all right? All right, so here's the deal. All right Here's the deal. All right, I want you to think about that illustration, all right? Move the organ. Again, you know, big task, impossible task, all right? Be fair to say impossible task, all right? And, you know, we wouldn't dare label George weak, all right? We would just simply say he's not strong enough, neither am I, neither is anybody in here to move the organ by their selves, all right? So here's, here's Gideon, all right? God's going to give him really an impossible task. All right? And Gideon's task is not moving in Oregon. Gideon's task you're going to defeat the Midianites. These people that have been oppressing us, giving us trouble for 7 years you're going to you're going to you're you're going to go fight them. All right, and, and I want you to notice how this begins in verse number eleven. Look toward the end of verse number eleven. All right, and what did the angel of the Lord? What did he say to Gideon? The Lord is with you. And what's the next phrase? Do you see in your Bibles at the end of verse number eleven? The Lord is with you. What Does it say, "You mighty man of valor"? Are you gr- your great warrior? All right, you might want to underline that phrase in your Bible. All right, at the end of verse number 11, mighty man of valor. You might want to underline that phrase. Circle it. Mighty war, verse 12, maybe in verse number 12. All right, yeah, verse, I'm sorry, verse number 12. The end of verse number 12, you mighty man of valor. You might want to underline or circle that phrase in your Bible. All right, that phrase is meant to accomplish two things in the story, all right? We'll look at the second one in just a moment. But the first thing, it's meant for humor, all right? It's it's meant to humor the audience that's reading or listening to the book of Judges. But mighty angel, he's, he's calling to Gideon, hey, you mighty man of valor, you great warrior. And do you know what Gideon's doing? He's literally hiding, all right? He he is harvesting wheat in a wine press, all right? He is literally hiding so that the enemy, the Midianites, cannot find him, all right? And so this mighty man of valor, all right, he's hiding, he's hiding. All right, you know there's, there's, we read about another judge in the book of judges, Samson, he would be the incredible Hulk of the judges, but not Gideon, he's the Barney Fife of the judges. all right? He's the mighty man of valor, the great warrior. he's hiding from the enemy. all right? And then we get down to verse fourteen, and God says. You go, and you fight the Midianites. And if you look at verse 15, basically Gideon says this, Who, me? And notice, you know, earlier, you know, when, when George was up here, you know, we were kind of not, hey, you know, we, you're not strong enough. I'm not strong enough. Nobody's not. You know, Gideon just came out and said it, all right? He was weak. Right, he, he just comes out and says it in this passage, that he was weak. He, he just comes out and says it. My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. And, and by the way, that word weakest, it means powerless. It means insignificant. All right, and so here's what's going on in this passage with Gideon. Um, Gideon is not mighty. Gideon is weak. Alright, Gideon is not powerful. He's powerless. Gideon is not a hero. He is insignificant. All right, he's the Barney Fife of the judges. Alright, he, he just flat out says it. I am weak. I can't do it who me. You know I think part of us can relate to that. What's going on with Gideon? You know how how how, how often has God called us to do something? How often does God want us to do something? We say to God, God, I'm just too weak for that. God, I'm inadequate for that. God, don't you have somebody better? But what we're going to see in just a second is that when we're weak, God is strong. All right? Remember that phrase, mighty man of valor, that we see at the end of verse number 12. And we said it was meant to serve two purposes. It was meant for humor, to humor the audience, but it was also meant to show Gideon what he could be. That phrase was meant to show Gideon what he could be with the Lord's help. All right, so let's move on. Point number three. All right. So we looked at trouble in Israel. We've looked at the weakness of Gideon. Point number three: the strength of God. All right. Point number three: the strength of God. All right. So make sure you have that: the strength of God. So here's what we're going to see. With. With Gideon. All right. The story of Gideon is really a story about the might and power of God. When, when Gideon was weak, God was strong. When, when Gideon was powerless, God was powerful. When, when Gideon said, Who me? I can't. God said, but I can. And you know, the, the same goes for us. When we are weak, God is strong. When we are powerless, God is powerful. When we can, God can. I think about the Apostle Paul. All right, I think about the Apostle Paul. And, um, you know, we hold Paul. In very high esteem. Okay, he, you know, he wrote a bunch of letters in the new t- uttermost parts of the you world. Know, he, he helped take the gospel to the uttermost parts of the world. I mean, he was a champion for the gospel and, and for, the, for the salvation of humanity. I mean, we hold Paul in the highest esteem. I want you to look in your sermon notes. This first set of verses were a little lengthy to put up on the wall. But in the book of Corinth, um, Paul is very vulnerable. He shoots straight with the church at Corinth. And I want you to look at this first set of verses. 1 Corinthians 2. 3 through 5 Look at these verses in your sermon notes. This is Paul. The great apostle Paul. Look at what he says. I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. That's usually not our picture of Paul, is it? Look at what it says. In my speech, in my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not be made in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. All right, so Paul is saying what we're saying. Paul said, hey, I came to you, church at Corinth, I was weak, I was afraid, I was trembling, but God was powerful, and God used me. And then look at this verse. We'll, we'll put this verse up on the wall. 1 Corinthians 12 9. I love, I love, I love this, this, this section of Corinthians. Paul, let me kind of give you the context before we read this verse. Paul is talking about his thorn in the flesh. All right? And we have no idea what that is. You know, scholars have. You know, have speculated, you know, it could have been a disease, it could have been a sin, it could have been a sickness. But it's just speculate. We don't know. We don't know what Paul's thorn in the flesh was. But Paul viewed it as a weakness. Paul viewed it as an obstacle for him being all that he could be for God. And And, and Paul asked God to remove the thorn in the flesh. Whatever it was, Paul asked God to take it away. know what God said? No. 2 Corinthians 12, 9. This is what God said to Paul. For you, my grace is sufficient for you. And my strength is made perfect in weakness. we are weak, when we are weak because of sin, when, when we are weak because of our own inadequacies, God says, my grace is sufficient for you. When, when we're weak, when we don't feel up to the task that God has called us to, God says, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. And then fast forward to Philippians 4.13. I think Paul finally got this. My grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. I think Paul, I think he got it. Because look at what he says in Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's what we're going to see in Gideon's life in the coming weeks. Yeah, he was weak. God could use him to accomplish anything. And the same goes for us. All right? When we're weak, right? God says, my grace is sufficient. We're weak when we feel inadequate god says my strength is all you need i can do all things through Christ who strengthens me gideon yeah he's he's weak he's the barney Fife of judges but God's going to use him and God wants to do the same in our lives yeah, we're weak, we're inadequate, we mess up. But God wants to use us. My grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. I'm going to ask you to bow your head, close your eyes and in just a moment. We're going to have a time of invitation, a time of response. know we we talked about Gideon this morning and and we're not done talking about Gideon you know we're we're going to talk about his fears next week we're going to talk about his doubts next week but you know this week we focused on his his weakness you know I mean you know here here was Gideon I mean he knew it He, he didn't try to hide it from the angel he just came out and said yeah I'm weak I can't do this. Have we, have we felt the same way? Maybe you feel the same way right now about something going on in your life, about something that God wants you to do. You, you feel weak. You feel inadequate. But we've been reminded today that God's grace is sufficient. His strength is made perfect in our weakness. You see, when we're weak, God is strong. When we can't, God can. Maybe today there's some things that you need to come to this altar and pray about. Uh, Maybe you need to, to say, God, just let your grace be sufficient. God, let your strength shine through my weakness. Maybe that's your prayer today. Maybe you need to come pray with me. God speaking to you today? How do you need to respond today? Father, we thank you for this look at Gideon. You know, we I don't know, growing up as a kid, I you know, I thought, you know, Gideon was just you know, this was a, a cool story. He was he was one bad dude, great warrior, great fighter. But Father, when we dig into scripture we, we see a different, entirely different story. Gideon was weak. He was afraid. He had doubts. Father, we can relate. We get it. We get it. Because we have our own weaknesses. We have our own inadequacies. Father, your grace is sufficient. Your strength is made perfect. Paul did. And Father, I pray that we have the same faith that Paul did in Philippians. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Father, the, the real story in Gideon is the story of you.